This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, all right, so we are joined on site by my friend Andrew Carter. First of all, uh, from the News and Observer, at underscore Andrew Carter. I knew there was an underscore in there somewhere. But, but I did get the on the underscored version on post news. Oh, did you? When, when we all migrate over there after Twitter breaks, <laughs> which uh, I'm, I'm mildly surprised it still works. It, it, it is a little <laughs> bit of an upset. I thought we were all going to be on Mastodon or coup at I, this point. I don't even know what that, la- what is that last one? Coup. I, okay. I, I keep seeing advertising a- advertisements for it on Twitter. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty good. To one of the few advertisers, I think, still there. Uh, Andrew Carter, by the way, congratulations to you. Uh, the soon-to-be, I guess uh, it's not official till June, but yes. you're already voted the North Carolina Sports Writer of the Year. Second time for you. Yes. But the first time, you don't have to be bothered by sharing it with Luke DeCock. Well, speaking of Luke, I think the people who voted for me, you know, I think they meant to vote for Luke. I it's, don't know. The way, that, the way that I consider it. I, mean, I, I think Luke was robbed there a little bit. Uh, certainly if you judge it by volume. I mean, True. If, if you write five stories a year like me, they better be good. Um, you, you, you don't write as much, but you, but, uh, but no, you, you lay it it's, out there. Uh, especially in this state with so many talented guys doing, doing the work. It is, uh, it is an honor. Um, congratulations again. Do you remember three years ago? It was three years ago Thursday. When they shut it all down, we're sitting here quarterfinal Thursday. John Swafford initially said, no, we're going to play no fans. And then by 1230, he was handing the trophy to Leonard Hamilton. Top seeded Florida State was going to play, I think, Clemson. They were. So you remember kind of kind of fitting. I know there's been a tournament here since in, in 21, but a little bit fitting to me that Florida State is in the first game here, like the first I don't know, quote unquote, real tournament back in Greensboro right. with with full fans. That's right. We did come back uh, here in twenty one. Yeah, I came and did a story in twenty one about just the weird vibe. I bought a ticket, sat upstairs. Really? I did. You I know, did, just to see the vibe. A year you later, could have but, gotten a media credential. Well, I wanted just, I wanted to do that story of what it was like. Okay. You know, kind of as a spectator. But you asked what I remember. I mean, I remember everything. And when I was walking in here this morning, it's weird how certain moments and days just are imprinted into your mind and, and on your brain. I mean, I remember remember being in that room, the media room right there. Uh-huh. And I think I was like the last person in there that day, that Thursday, uh, writing the story in the aftermath of what happened. Um, not because I'm a good writer, but because I'm a slow writer. It, t- <laughs> it takes me forever, forever to get anything done. Um, but I remember walking out of the arena that day, kind of shutting the place down just being like, this is like the weirdest experience of my yeah. life, professionally speaking. Like, you know, that day started, like you mentioned, with, uh, you know, with John Swafford holding that weird press conference. And mm-hmm. I think everyone around the country, what sticks out, you know, three years later in my mind was kind of like all these commissioners waiting for the, for the other one to kind of make a decision. Right. And I can't remember the order of events, but it was like one conference – called it quits and canceled their tournament. And then mm-hmm. the next one did the next one, you know, so we were in there having lunch right. or, or breakfast or whatever that, that Thursday. And it looks like they're going to try to play with, I think just like friends and family, yep. really just fam- family, family, just family. So there were maybe a couple hundred people in here, family members of players, you know, kind of filing in. And, and it was a super weird scene 
you know, out on the court during warmups. Uh, yeah, just, it was just bizarre. Yeah. And then going out on the court uh, and Swafford presenting the trophy and all of a sudden announcing, hey, it's done. And I just, I had this weird recollection of the FSU mascot, <laughs> Cimarron. Is that how you pronounce it? I think. Okay, uh, like, that's right. The, the, the horse. Like, yeah, kind but, of like, but the horse was not here. The, no, he wasn't. The horse was here. I have a picture of it. In, and the band. So I remember the band and the horse kind of milling about after FSU, quote-unquote, won. Right. Because Swafford basically declared them champion. With, I guess that's the right thing to do in those circumstances. But I remember, like, the band and the mascot kind of, like, not knowing what to do because there's no audience, really. <laughs> and they're just kind of milling about, and your team just won an ACC championship. And it's just kind of like, well, 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 what do we do? This is yeah. totally weird. But the whole thing was just, I mean, it, surreal is a word I think that gets overused, but but that's right. the one that really, I mean, if ever it fits, it was that day. Andrew Carter from the News and Observer is joining us here uh, at the Greensboro Coliseum. I had forgotten that they had come back here the next year, mm -hmm. uh, but I, even that might have been limited fans and, and whatnot. So, yeah, totally. And it was like socially distanced. Right. So it was like <laughs> you came in and you had to sit. I, I think I had like my own row. Awesome. In the upper deck. We're talking the whole row, you know, lengthwise, and then a few rows ahead of me and behind me were mm -hmm. empty. And, I, you know, it was like a very limited seating thing. I can't remember how many spectators they allowed, but I do remember the ushers in the Coliseum walking around with those signs like, you know, be sure you right. have your mask on mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and, and really taking care of socially distance. And, you know, it is good to be back here three years later in kind of a full circle moment and have kind of a, you know, a true tournament experience, if you will, with people in the stands and, and kind of get back to what it was. One of the things that also sticks out to me, because I was in the, uh, the media room when John Swafford met the media about 10 o'clock on that Thursday uh, was just how much the tournament being in Greensboro meant to him. Yep. Because it was, I don't know if it was, it wasn't good, wasn't ever going to be the last one. We're, we're never going to not come to Greensboro, which I think most, a lot of people kind of misconstrue right. with, you know, we're going to go to Charlotte a lot. We're going to go to DC a lot, which is, I think, going to be the two main mm. uh, places. But we're never going to not come to Greensboro. Right. But he it meant so much to him because he was going out he was, as the was... commissioner. And this was what he he wanted, a, not a celebration of him, but he wanted a celebration of Greensboro. Absolutely. I don't know, maybe he wanted to be celebrated. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I never thought John was that way anyway. No, uh, no. But and then to have the tournament like they knew they had to shut it down. Yep. Uh, he didn't want to. He, he didn't did want to that morning. No, that was the last thing he wanted to do. And, and you're right. Like that specific tournament in 2020 was supposed to be, you know, kind of like the unofficial Swafford send-off. Yep. And it wasn't like... Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. You know, celebrate me. I am, I am all high and mighty Emperor Swafford kind of thing. Like, there wasn't that vibe. Um, but a man who, you know, grew up not far from Greensboro, mm -hmm. uh, up in Wilkes County, uh, a North Carolinian, a guy who went to Carolina, was AD there for a long time, a guy who'd been AD 
or not AD, but commissioner of, of this conference since 1997. Um, you know, the roots run so deep yeah. between Swafford and ACC and North Carolina and this particular city, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he's one who really always appreciated that and recognized what Greensboro has meant to this conference and to the people in it and to the schools. And, and so you're right. It was kind of supposed to be this unofficial send off and farewell and, and kind of the celebration of, you know, a guy that, you know, I don't, fans have their opinions of, right. of Swafford and what kind of job he did, but, you know, I can tell you that the vast majority of people within the league respected him to a great degree. Mm-hmm. No, know, and, and, no question. Um, and, and, yeah, it was, it was sad, and I think it was really emotional uh, and difficult for him. And, and I know in hindsight it's easy maybe to, you know, criticize him for maybe the lack of action or kind of wait, waiting in the wings to see what other leagues did. Um, but he desperately wanted to find a way yeah, to, to make that thing happen. And, and when it became clear that it wasn't possible, you know, obviously I think, I think he realized that and accepted uh, the outcome, but still a very difficult moment for him. Could have been worse. Could have been the Big East. They started their 11.30 game or 11 o'clock game, and then at halftime yep. they were like, nope. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. I mean, at least we just played half a basketball. Yeah. I mean, like at least the ACC like had that right. Like right. they didn't start a game. They almost did. Yeah. I mean, for for a long time, I remembered how much time was left on like the arena countdown clock. You know, there's that yeah. the clock that leads to tip off or whatever. And I want it was it was less than an hour. Oh no no sure. no question like, it, about it. Was, it was getting on close. They didn't make the decision to cancel until after eleven thirty. Yep. We, we, we were sitting here, it was, it was before noon, and we had not even received word. Right. And I'm sure there's a, there's a lag time. They probably made the decision about 11, 15, 11, 30. Yep. Uh, Andrew Carter, before I let you go, from the News and Observer, at, Andrew, at underscore Andrew Carter. Uh, what is the storyline of this tournament? Like, there's a, there's a storyline for today, which is se- separate from the tournament. I think the storyline for the tournament is, does North Carolina have to win it? to get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and I think they do. Uh, you know, I the, think they the, have to win at depend, least twice. Yeah, depending on how the bubble stuff shakes out, um, certainly that would be the easiest path for right. Carolina just to win the whole thing. And they could. Uh, they, they could with that backcourt. I mean, if they get hot, they got hot a year ago yeah. throughout March. And you saw what they're capable of. So certainly that's in the realm of possibility. To me, the broader storyline, I think, is just how wide open this thing is. <laughs> You know, I can't remember another ACC tournament. We're going into it. it. To me, at least, it doesn't feel like there's a clear favorite. Like, I'm Miami's good. Duke mm-hmm. has been playing really well uh, of late. But I don't look at any of these teams, especially among the top four seeds, and think, boy, like, they're unbeatable or whatever. You know, like, nothing would surprise me, almost. Perfect I mean, tournament I, for State to win. I, I mean, if... I've been making that point with with folks. Luke and I did a a thing yesterday, our our little ACC Now podcast, and I think I did pick State to win, which basically means they're going to lose on Wednesday night. I cursed them pretty much. Well, I did the same thing. But, I mean, if if ever there is a year that NC State is going to break this skid, not having won this thing since 1987, it shapes up pretty well for them. I mean, with that backcourt. Yes, that's why I think it's possible. The wide-open nature of the league this year. Uh, it's kind of like a why not NC State thing. Well, except for all their history, I guess is why not. Um, but, but, but they, but they do have, they, you know, they do have the pieces, and, and yeah. things could fall into place. Andrew Carter from the News and Observer, the current North Carolina Sports Writer of the Year. Uh, look forward to you. Well, you can't win it twice in a row, so I guarantee you won't win it next year. 
I, I can't. Is that a rule? And it is. A rule. We're not. You're not even allowed to be nominated the next year. Wait a minute. That must be new because I swear Ed Harden won it like four years ago. <laughs> well, Scott Fowler, who we had on before, has, I who knows how many times he's won it. He's got all sorts of AP <laughs> awards. He's like twenty time AP. He does AP Sports Writer, well, and he deserves it. He's he's the best. I'm just I'm just happy I to be. You in the are. Room. I'm happy to be in the room. Facts say you are. So thank you very much for stopping by. Thanks for having me. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.